I'm Daria Rose, and this is The Foodist Podcast, where real people use real food to get healthy and lose weight without dieting. Hey everyone, it's Daria Rose, and welcome to The Foodist Podcast. Today I'm talking to Bura, who is an incredible success story, not the least of which is because he was able to drop 168 pounds. 168 pounds by switching to real food, which is absolutely amazing. But also, he describes one of his most profound changes from changing the way he ate wasn't just the weight loss, but actually his mental clarity, which dramatically impacted his academic performance. He actually goes from almost being kicked out of his master's program because his GPA had dropped so low, which he actually attributes to dieting, which is really interesting because he was he was undernourished while he was trying to lose weight. But once he once he started incorporating real food and focusing on nutrition and the quality of his calories rather than the quantity, he was able to recover from that, graduated with a fantastic GPA, and is now pursuing his PhD where he so far has a 4.0 GPA, which is pretty impressive. There is so much to learn here. It's obviously not a fast story. So he has tons of little tricks and tips and tidbits on the way he approached troubleshooting his own issues going you know from things like journaling and and finding the why behind why he wants to be healthy and wanted to get this under control. Um, really an amazing story, and I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Bura. How are you today? I'm good, Daria. How are you doing? I am excellent. Thank you so much for being on the show. You have a really fascinating story. Uh, you have how, how much weight have you lost in total at this point? Uh, 168 poundish. Wow. 60 plus. Yeah. And how long ago did you start on that weight loss? I, I started in June 2011 after okay. I got my bachelor's degree. So almost five years ago. Almost, yeah. Um, so could, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about what your life was like back then, back before this change started to happen? Oh, wow. Back then. So I was attending uh, well, college during, for my bachelor's degree in electrical engineering. In Turkey, by the way. Uh, so, and I was around 350 pounds, 350 plus actually. And although I, I would say that I was active, I was just eating the wrong things and too much of it. Interesting. Um, yeah, what do you mean by I'm active? So, I, I, I've been a fan of uh, the sport basketball since I was 10 me too and I was uh, oh that's good to hear <laughs> and I was I I've been actually playing a lot I would say like four to five days a week and you know the college sports is not that big in Turkey compared to the United States and I was actually in the university team because I I, I was a really good shooter so when, whenever I was open I was <laughs> I was able to shoot the ball very well. So I was playing with the team, actually, and practicing with them. 
at so, and you were at yeah. 350 pounds while you were playing basketball? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're you're yeah, a big that, man on the court. That was the weird thing. And I'm not too tall, too. I'm, I'm like six one and a half, six two. Uh, but I was playing shooting guard, basically, but guarding the power forwards and everything. So you were not it, kidding. You were active. Cool. Yeah, I cool. was active, yeah. Basketball is not an easy sport. <laughs> it's not sedentary. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's totally not. Um, but, so, but you, you think that your your food choices were the reason you weighed so much at the time? Oh yeah, that's that was that's definitely what was the problem for me. And what I were you, had, yeah. What were ahead. you eating? Uh, I'm not gonna lie, and I'm not proud of it. <laughs> but like, for example, a meal for me would be two large pizzas or a bucket of KFC hot wings or. I don't know, something from McDonald's. So a lot of fast food. Oh, yeah. And enough, a portion large enough for a family. Yes, basically. Got a it. big size family. Okay. As well. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, I was just eating bad stuff. And what do you, what do you feel like, what, like why, were you, why were you doing that? I mean, you were playing sports, so you had some sense of sort of athletic goals and... But, like, why, why did you choose fast food more often? Well, so the athletic goals was not that important for me. Like, since, since basically I was 10 again, I, I wanted to be in the technology world. That's why I decided to study engineering. That's why I went to the electrical engineering to come here eventually to work at a semiconductor company. Uh, so basketball was just like a hobby for me. I was just playing with my friends. It was never my goal to become a pro. And so you got your food habits from your tech friends, not from your sports friends. <laughs> yeah, definitely <laughs> not. Definitely not. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just, I mean, although I was active, I don't know, probably for some reason, I never considered to become that optimal uh, about my health because when like I, I was moving, so like I, I did not have any shocker like uh, for me to stop doing that, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, until when I decided that it was time to change that those habits. And what made you decide? Was there some like event that happened? Well, the event was uh, me graduating and getting admitted to Arizona State University where I'm currently doing my PhD in the same program here. Okay. It was like a time for me to start fresh. I was coming here to a different country, even a different continent, but I knew nobody. So it, I mean, I got, I had my bachelor's degree, so I got the, I had the basis covered. And I knew that I would be able to, like, pass through my master's degree easily, well, fairly easily, let's say. Uh, so I decided to focus on my health a lot and it, because it was like a fresh book for me to write. I just started something new. So you saw it as an opportunity to sort of, you were making a fresh start anyway. You were going to have a whole new life anyway. You figured... Now is also a great time to upgrade the health game. Yep, exactly. Cool. Exactly. And and how old were you around around this time? 
So that's 2011, that's 23, 23, 23 years old, yeah. All right. And so when you decided to make the change, how, I mean, were you like, this is a big project? Like, how am I going to, what am I going to do? Or did you have an idea of, of a path you wanted to go down? Okay, so like, as I shared earlier, I was 358. A healthy weight for me would be under 200 pounds. Since I did not, like, I had realized that since I didn't put on those extra 100 plus pounds on me in one month or two months, it's been for years, my my project was a long-term project. I I first established that part. But what I didn't know was this calories in, calories out, just eat less, exercise more. That was not the answer, but that's how I started. Okay, so you just did the basic, like, I need to eat less and <clears throat> yep, exactly. stay active. I had to eat my uh, quote-unquote healthy whole grains constantly, blah, blah. Yeah, so what did you start yeah. eating? Because, I mean, you know, you had a pretty, you know. Uh, I can give you some examples. For example, uh, like, back in those days, I was probably eating around... Uh, 1400 calories and I was eating uh, maybe a couple slices of whole wheat bread with some eggs and cucumbers and tomatoes for breakfast Uh, for lunch lunch would be some either brown rice or some other type of rice with some lean protein probably chicken back then uh and a dinner, probably some sort of salad with the same stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. a really sort of low-fat yeah. approach. At that. And you, so it sounds like though you started cooking. You just stopped eating the fast food completely, cold turkey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, at first, I, I like after June 2011 until December 2011, I stayed in Turkey. I froze my registration here oh. just to take a little break mm-hmm. to because I, I, I felt like I needed that some time alone just to focus on my health at first, try to lose a, some uh, weight faster before I started my master's degree. So I was like with my family. So that I was eating with them. I was not cooking. They were cooking. Okay. I was just the eater. But after I came here, I mean, I, I cooked and I also ate outside, but I tried to make the good choices, let's okay. say. So you, you combined, well, at first you started with your family in Turkey, just eating their, mm-hmm. what they were eating at home. And then when you got to Arizona, you combined a little bit of cooking at home with just making different food choices when you'd go out with your friends. Yes, exactly, exactly. That's how I did it. And how'd, no, that, I, how'd that go? Well... I'm not gonna lie. I was I was losing the weight. I, I actually because I was just too big. I was able to lose the weight some some of the weight uh, fairly quickly. Yeah, that's not but, surprising at all. I mean, you were eating a bucket yeah. of chicken and or two pizzas, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you would yeah. lose weight <laughs> definitely by those changes. Yeah, exactly. But I was just constantly hungry. Maybe thirty, forty-five, one hour. 45 minutes, one hour after meals, mm. I was feeling hungry, lethargic, uh, foggy. 
in my brain. I don't know. It's it was just difficult to sustain. Yeah, so you were you were noticeably undernourished. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, so you weren't getting because enough calories, you weren't getting enough nutrition, and you could feel it. You were losing weight, but you were lethargic and and you couldn't think straight. Yeah, exactly. I mean, one way to put it is is so my bachelor's degree GPA was uh, three. 28 out of four when I had it. When I got here after my first semester, my GPA was 2.89. Oh, it went down. It went down because I was just not, I mean, I, I was not well. Yeah. I was not getting the quality of the sleep that I'm getting right now. I was just, I don't know, I the constant hunger and that fog in my mind was just, uh, a problem for me because I, I I was not able to focus on my uh, classes. Yeah, I was going to ask you. So when you yeah when you say fog, so you couldn't focus as well. Was there any other sort of mental signs that you could tell something was wrong? Mental signs. Pro I mean that that was probably it for me. I don't know what other mental signs. There I was just wondering if you were emotionally more sensitive or drained or touchy or grumpy or oh i i so <laughs> i was probably grumpy a lot too <laughs> i mean it's 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 a weird thing uh, up until lately probably this changed in the last year but i was a guy that can get angry easily and for example in traffic it's I don't know if it's being Turkish or not, but I just like <laughs> if someone cut were to cut me off, I've just I was just getting angry a lot. My moods, I probably mood swings a okay. lot. I was I was having them. Uh, yeah, I, that that there was some of that. Yeah, because I, I I ask because I feel like a lot of people don't understand. You know, if you're in a bad mood or you're grumpy or you're tired, people don't always connect that to how they're eating. And so I just, I like to ask, I always like to ask everyone, you know, how are you feeling emotionally and mentally in different periods during different types of eating behaviors? Because, you know, once you've sort of changed for the better and you really start nourishing your body, you, you dramatically notice how much better you feel, but you don't always notice it before that, before yeah, you make the change. Yeah. Back then I had no idea what I was doing in my body. What, I mean, I was just counting calories not I, I had I did not focus on the quality of anything mm -hmm. so I was just eating certain amount trying to get through the day I was just focusing on the number that I was seeing on the scale and, and how long did this go on so, so this counting calories thing it, well I, I so hmm, let me put it this way so I I, I was counting the calories up until probably last year but I mean I had breaks because I it was just basically unsustainable for me to keep going on with the with that 14 1500 calories trying to exercise regularly being a, a treadmill hamster is yeah. I it's it was just unsustainable so I was just going on and off and this probably went for three years, I would say, three, 
Okay. Yeah, and during this time, years. did you you lost some weight? Did you ever stall or? Oh yeah, definitely. I, for example, I stopped dieting completely for probably over a year. Oh. I, I, I yeah. I, there were times that I was not. Basically, I was just back to my old eating habits. Interesting. Did you and you gained weight back? I gained some back, but not all the way back. Okay. But I gained. For, like I, I can easily say like in probably in two years from January 12th to January 14th I was probably just 10 pounds down I see okay so I, I, there was some fluctuation and was that that must have been so frustrating oh yeah definitely because I mean if I did not if I were not to stop count uh, dieting I was just as I said, feeling hungry and that fog in my mind, it was just going to mess up my uh, master's degree here because if you fall under 3.0 for after a year, uh, you get kicked out of the school. Oh, yeah. So, so there's a lot of pressure on you yeah, to so, perform academically and mentally. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's why, I mean, that's what I thought that I stopped doing it for. So I, I stopped that ca calorie count for like a year. And I went back to just eating whatever I wanted. And it actually worked because <laughs> I don't know why or how, but I mean, I saved my GPA one semester after and like I was able to stay here. Okay. So you, you were in this difficult position where you knew that you wanted to, you know, be, take care of your body and get healthy. And the only, but the only way you knew how to do that was to sort of cut calories and, you know, have a very minimal diet or... And, and, oh, and that left, and that led you to having all, all sorts of side effects of like not being able to think well and not feeling good and being tired all the time. But then you didn't have an alternative, and so if that when that stopped working, which it eventually always does, you just kind of went right back into your old habits, and there was no real. You didn't really have a, a middle ground where you could navigate. Yeah, exactly. Because that, I mean, I did not have my resources. Like I have it right now, uh, I was not following enough well-educated people such as yourself. Uh, so all I knew was eat less, run more. And when I did that, it was just um, messing up my uh, academic performance. So I had to stop that yeah. because I had no alternative, as you said. Crazy. So. What what changed? When did you find a different way? It's it's it is a little strange. So this this change happened uh, in the beginning of 2015. I finally uh, discovered something called podcasts <laughs> on my <laughs> on my iPhone, and I started listening to some guys. Not the guys that I'm listening to right now, but. Uh, I mean, one podcast led to another, one, the other one led to another, and I was able to finally find some uh, answers from uh, this famous guy named Rob Wolf. Yeah, I like Rob. Uh, yeah. So I started listening to his podcast from episode one, and I probably listened to 100 and probably 150 160 episodes in like <laughs> wow. a, f a few months a couple of months probably. those are dense ones too 
Yeah. Yeah, because he's like a biochemist, right? Yeah, exactly. And like uh, after listening to him, while while I was listening to him, I was exposed to other guys like uh, Mark Sisson, Tim Ferriss, Ben Greenfield. So I just started reading more. You were, so you were leaning paleo. You were getting some information from the paleo crew. Yeah, I was reading a lot about paleo. And slow I was carb. actually, yeah, slow carb, just like uh, I actually read Tim Ferriss' book as well. Uh, I mean, after finding about these guys, something kicked in me, the researcher part of me. Uh, I actually started reading the peer-reviewed journals as well. I, yeah, I went, went to PubMed. And whenever I wanted to see something, I was actually uh, checking that before I checked uh, Dr. Google. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just found some people that I could follow. I started reading books uh, about the paleo lifestyle, about the nutrients, not the calories, mm. uh, the quality of the food. And that, that's when it clicked and that's when it started to change. Excellent. So you decided that you were going to try this new approach that was more yeah. satisfying but and more nutrient-dense than just pure low-calorie weight loss plan. Yeah, I basically, I mean, I, I because I counted calories for years, I knew how many calories were in anything, basically. I mean, chicken, <laughs> <Me too. laughs> avocado, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you get a habit of knowing what, what, what amount you're getting anyways. Uh, but... After that, I was I basically focused on okay. So I'm going to eat an avocado, for example. What is in that? It has potassium. It has a lot of good fats in it. It may be calorie dense, but it's actually it's also nutrient dense, which right. will keep me satiated, for example. So I started seeing foods at first with what what they can bring to my life, bring to my body, so I can be healthier. Such a different perspective. Yeah, I basically I stopped seeing the calories. I was just focused on the quality of the things that I was eating. And and what it all and the the value to you as a as a human being. Oh, so here's the thing. I oh, I was probably eating uh, I would say twenty five hundred calories easily, mm-hmm. but I was losing the weight, mm-hmm. and I had such mental clarity like I, I I was able to strive in both my health and in my uh, academic program amazing so I was just loving my life after I found out about it so let's talk about let's let's first talk about your academic uh, the the mental change that happened so you how how did your academic performance change when you changed to start eating more nutrient dense food? Okay, so so I shared my first GPA right. That I started with two point eight nine. So I was just reading more and more about this, and I got my master's degree with a, a three point six GPA. And now I'm doing wow. my PhD. <laughs> Good job. Uh, yeah, I, thank you. Uh, I'm doing my PhD right now, and my GPA is 4.0. Wow. And it's actually more than that, but it, the A pluses, but it doesn't go above 4.0. So <laughs> technically, nice. it is 4.0. Uh, and you think, and you attribute a lot of this to the the clarity that you've experienced from from eating such nourishing food. Definitely, because I mean, although the classes were getting tougher and tougher. 
I was actually studying less and less because I was able to get the information fairly quickly and like efficiently, I would say, because after that class, after a class, for example, like a one hour study session would be enough for me for weeks. So I was just studying, going over my notes for like 10 minutes and I was just done. Back, Back when I was just doing the calorie thing, I was in the class, but I was not present in the class. Wow. So my, my mind was not there. And it sounds like I, this was I, a really I, profound change for you. The, it was, it was the definitely. academic stuff. Yeah, definitely. I mean, ev- everything changed. It, it, other than that, for example, it's uh, I've never been a book reader before in my life, although I was... A, I was studying engineering, this huge books that you need to study, you memorize and all. I, I, I never opened up a book to read something, but it was just, a, I don't know. I, it felt you mean like you didn't hassle. like read for pleasure? I, no, no okay. way. Okay. No way I was going to read any book for pleasure. <laughs> but that changed too. I started reading books, for example. It's, it's something about my mind clicked and wanted to get more information. And that I started seeing that as not working, actually enjoying what I was reading and learning more and more. That's really fascinating. You know, that actually happened to me too, and I never put two and two together. Like, yeah. I, I, I kind of liked reading because, I, I mean, I was studied literature for a bit in, in college, and that makes me sound like I read a lot, but I didn't. I would, like, have to force myself to read the books for class. And, um, but now, and, and I would maybe read back then when I was a student – and I was a dieter, I probably read, I don't know, like six books a year. Now I read closer to 50. Well, you probably read, you definitely read six more books than I did. <laughs> but it's interesting. It's like, yeah, it's like my brain gets, I don't know, it just wants, it just wants, it's like food. It's like it wants, it wants more knowledge and information. But I also read fiction. You know, I just, I love to read now more than I ever have. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that part of me still didn't change. I don't <laughs> I don't read fiction, but I read a lot of books on nutrition or like self help. I guess mm-hmm. that's uh, mainly what I read. I should qualify that. I mainly read self help books, <laughs> but I but I okay. I I read a lot of sci fi too because I'm a geek. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's amazing. So your brain just got hypercharged. Yeah, it it, it did, and. It was probably, I mean, I don't want to get too geeked out on this, but it ketones may have played a role in that because I was doing this low-carb paleo uh, when I started. So my body was probably in nutritional ketosis. I never I never measured it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never bought the sticks and the, the readers. But, I mean, I, I could feel it, mm-hmm. you know? So... I don't know. That that definitely helped. I'm not going to... I'm probably not in ketosis right now. I don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. But back then, it definitely helped. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. And then you said you started losing weight. How did... Was that quick, slow, gradual? How did that... So, I was I was losing the weight... Well, at first, with, with the low carb, I dropped some pounds uh, fairly quickly. Uh, but that was probably some of the inflammation, some of the water. Mm-hmm. I didn't really de- did any uh, 
I didn't really do any DEXA scans or whatever for like right, <laughs> monthly right. or quarterly. So I didn't, yeah. yeah, I don't know if I lost the body weight or the water or the other stuff. I, I, I started losing fat uh, weight, my bad, uh, fairly quickly, but it slowed down. But I was just feeling so happy with my life. So I did not stop that time or change it anything. Got it. So yeah, you weren't doing not, this for weight loss anymore. You were doing it just to feel better. Yeah, because I knew at that point, at the end, my body will come to its optimal state if I just gave it time. I mean, why why would why would I mess with it? I was just feeling happy. I was I was at an optimal performance for my mind or physical performance. So I was just continuing on eating what I thought that was good, which are the quality and the nutrient dense food. I love that you said that. I always ask people how they knew they're on the right track, you know, because it can be a scary thing to stop counting calories and stop dieting. But yeah. it's usually an answer kind of like that. Like, well, it, the, the change was so my life was so much better and I didn't yes. I wasn't gaining weight. So. Yeah. I, as long as I was not gaining a tremendous amount of weight, I could fluctuate, fluctuate. I, I easily understand that. Like if you drink more water for some days, if you if you take a little bit more salt than you should, you will put on some like weight, but it's just water, so you lose it at the end, mm -hmm. like after a week. So, and I started cooking at home, which made me enjoy the food more and more because I knew what was in there and I made it with my hands. Cool. I prepared it myself, so I started enjoying food a lot more too. Where did you learn how to cook? Uh from nowhere. <laughs> I was just, I mean, when I say I was cooking, I was just basically preparing because I make these big, big salads with a bunch of vegetables. And like I use, uh, for example, when I, if I make wraps, I make it with nori sheets. Mm -hmm. I top it with like sardines or oysters or tuna or some duck eggs. So it was just simple things. It was not like a super long ingredient list, but I knew what was going in my plate. So That's great. That's how I learned. I, when I started eating real food, I did the same thing. I, I didn't know how to cook at all. So I would just <laughs> make giant salads and I would, I would just buy things like sort of one at a time and sort of figure it out as I went. Yeah, yeah I, I relied on a lot of canned fish and things like that back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still rely on them, but simply, I, I, I love it. I mean, I, I grew up, my hometown is at the where the Aegean Sea meets the Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I grew up next to sea and eating seafood. So I, I, I love eating fish. I probably eat fish every day. I'm not awesome. going to lie to you. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I love it. Great. So how did it evolve? You You started... It sounds like you did something, you, you were doing sort of a paleo thing for a while, but it sounds like you've even evolved more since then. Well, the, it, yeah, because I don't know. So paleo grew, well, it probably grew before I discovered it, but I was just finding about more and more people that was following some kind of paleo. But there were some things happening in the paleo world that I did not like. They were coming out with bars, paleo bars, paleo this, paleo that. But it, it, it was just not that in the beginning, you know. 
it started as the nutrient dense and the quality foods, but it was turning out to be some different thing by some people. Yeah. So I kind of, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, well, I'm at the end a paleo guy. I'm, my diet is paleo, but it's not the paleo that is being presented right now. I don't, I don't eat bars. I, I go eat vegetables a lot. For example, I eat the, any kind of meat. I eat fats. I eat carbs, but I don't. I don't eat, for example, something in a wrapper that is coming in as a candy form. Yeah. Like, you know? so, so I you, can't. You care more about. You care less about the nutrients and more about just it being real food. Yeah, real whole foods that I can buy from the farmer, him or herself, at the farmers market every weekend. Yeah, that that's what I like. Great. Right now. Yeah. So it evolved into that, basically. I don't consider myself to be a paleo guy because, I mean, the paleo in nature, uh, it's basically uh, no gluten, no beans, right? Right. No beans, no dairy. Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll eat beans every now and then, but uh, when I eat it, it's just uh, prepared well. Mm -hmm. So it's just soaked and sprouted, you know. With the quinoa or the rice, I try to soak it overnight. It's just, I, I try to prepare it well enough. Yeah, yeah. And it works for you. It does. It, I mean, I don't I don't get any issues with that. Yeah, I had the same, I have the exact same experience. I, I love, there was a long time I didn't do any beans or grains or anything like that. And um, yeah, I just found that I can eat them just fine and I... Actually, it's, I'm actually I feel better when I have some of those because otherwise I have to eat so much meat. I get um, it doesn't feel yeah. good. I don't feel like myself, and I, I have a better like like you were saying with the brain stuff. Like I just feel better when I have some more of those complex carbohydrates that are not allowed on the paleo diet. <laughs> not that I yeah. I want any diet, but um, cool. Yeah, I'd say you're a foodist. <laughs> you sound like yeah, a foodist I, to me. <laughs> I, I definitely am. I mean, I, after I well, I. I First was introduced to you on, uh, I believe, Dr. Rhonda Patrick's podcast. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a recent thing, but I went on and read, read your stuff. Uh, I signed up for your newsletter, which is great. I yeah, I recommend it to everyone. Uh, I mean, I, I I can definitely see that I'm a foodist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny because it's like um, you absolutely like for me when I when I came up with the term foodist like I wasn't ever thinking like somebody has to follow my way of doing something um, and I know that a lot of people are sort of natural foodists like you know they've never had to take you know read a blog post for me <laughs> to know that yeah. that uh, you know real food and is the way to your optimal health and the best life that you can live and really that's all it means so yeah definitely. however you get there <laughs> it doesn't really matter <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you, as long as you eat the whole foods, what nature provides, right? Or and add some of the this uh, like well prepared grains or the complex carbohydrates, whatever you want to call them. I mean, you will feel good. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to lose weight, you can adjust some of the stuff. Yeah. Or if you want to lose the weight faster, you can do some adjustments. But eventually, you will get there if you just eat the right stuff so and so how do you feel like you're doing right now are you feel like you're done with losing weight and you're sort of just doing your thing and you're you're really happy or do you feel like you still have 
progress to well, make? I, I honestly do not care if I lose weight or gain weight or stay the same weight. I, I mean, I weigh myself because I'm a nerd that likes to track stuff. Uh, so, I mean, I, I weigh myself, but I don't honestly care if I'm going to lose weight or yeah, exactly. It's just I'm eating to satiety. Every time I eat, I eat three meals, sometimes two. I don't know. I eat when I'm hungry, basically. And just enjoy the life. I'm happier where I'm at right now. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. Um, it sounds, and it sounds like, was there ever any, was there anything that was ever really difficult for you? Or did you just sort of like iterate as you went, just sort of this tiny little things here and there? Well, there were some difficult things, but because I'll share some, some of the bad stuff that I was doing. So I was a big soda drinker, for example, back in the day. Although I was not drinking the regular ones, I was drinking the quote-unquote diet ones. And, like, I was not consuming any calories, but it was just addictive for me. For some reason, I kept opening can after can during the day. So as it was changing, I stopped doing that. Or, for example, I've been a, I had been a hookah smoker, for example. And after a while, I stopped doing that too. It was just, it was so weird. One, one after another without any, uh, like for example, when, when you want to change something, I really do not recommend people to go and stop every other bad thing that they're doing <laughs> just once. Yeah, no, that, so, that's a good way to make yourself insane. Yeah, exactly. And like, as it was happening, as I was changing to this uh, quality food, becoming a foodist, uh, some other good things were happening in my life and without me trying. So uh, I don't know how I got here. What, what was the question? Yeah, no, that, that was <laughs> it. I just wanted to know, you know, if you had any stumbling blocks or, or what was your method for making the change? Because for, for a lot of people, the devil is in the details. You know, they're like, oh, I'd love yeah. to eat real food. But then they, like, look at their lives and they're like, oh, this is so hard. You know, it's so hard for me to not go get fast food or it's so hard for me to start an exercise program. Um, okay. You know okay. What I, mean? I think, yeah, I think I see the question. Well, for what, what, what I can recommend is kind of, well, not recommend, pardon me. I take that word back. Uh, I'm not a doctor or anything. So, uh, like, find, find your why probably why you want to why you want to change why you want to lose weight or become healthier or i don't know there were some things that helped me along the way for example like journaling write, writing my emotions why i want to eat a certain type of food for example if i crave any kind of i don't know ice cream when i wanted to when i was trying to lose weight uh why why did that happen so like i i I, I had some coping mechanisms like that, writing how I was feeling. I saw that I was helping. Walking, for some reason, whenever I was feeling lethargic or have no energy, I just go outside thanks to being in Phoenix, 11 months out of the year, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's sunny. So I'll just go outside, take a walk, feel better. 
uh, I had some of that stuff going well with me. So cool. So you had little mechanisms for dealing with stress, so yeah. that you knew that if you were ever inclined to eat for stressful reasons, that you actually had alternatives and you were aware of it. Yeah. You were aware of your emotions around that particular craving. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can easily say the emotions are a big part of it. This being healthy, losing weight part of, part of stuff. And it can be difficult too. I mean, I had difficulties for years, for months. So I can easily see that. But I, as long as I knew why I was doing I could either stop or have that, I don't know, treat. I was not calling anything cheat. I was just calling them treat mm -hmm. for me. That's great. I love that. But yeah, I was just not doing it every day. Right. You know? Yeah. Fantastic. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I often find that uh, people who have sort of organically come to a place like you have um, and I was the same way. I sort of stumbled my way to this lifestyle. Uh, it happens in such small little increments, and you do so many little adjustments along the way, like you're describing, like, you know, journaling to figure out, well, why do I want that ice cream so bad right now? And yeah. realize, and for instance, I'm realizing that when you're tired, a walk is actually a great idea. <laughs> it actually makes you more energized, not less energized. Yeah, um, so little weird, things right? like that you just sort of pick up along the way and, and it can be hard to describe it when you're telling someone else what you've done. Yeah. Cause exactly. it's not as easy as, Oh, I stopped eating carbs. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> it's not that. Yeah. I mean, it, it was so weird. For example, at some point I was just, uh, I felt like I was having like blood sugar issues. I did not have my meter back then, but I was feeling like crashed after meetings for some reason. Then I read about this blood sugar thing, and by adding just, for example, a shot of apple cider vinegar to the meals, I, I immediately felt better. Huh. But these small things, like or, or taking a teaspoon of cinnamon, it, it would do the same thing. Hmm. It, it was just small things led to bigger results for me. So great. Well, congratulations on your success. I mean, would you say 168? 168 pounds of that? Me? Lost. No. I, oh, yeah. I lost 168. Yeah, around 190. In I a year, be. basically. No, it's it's been a few years. Right, no, but you it, said that you had gained almost all of it back at one point. Oh yeah, there, it's. I can probably say like two, two and a half years. Two, two, two and a half years. years. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, it's so hard, you know. Especially, there's so many people who have lost that amount of weight and then gain it back and it's so amazing to hear that you've just been on this journey and you're still on it and it's not even it's, it's like now it just sounds like it's something you do to make yourself happy it's like not something you're worried about or and you're not, there's no fear that this is ever going to be a problem for you again definitely not because i enjoy and love my life for how it is right now oh. awesome bura i'm so happy for you thank you Thanks for listening to The Foodist Podcast. I'm Daria Rose. And if you're interested in upgrading your own health style, learning how to get healthy and lose weight without dieting and without all of the suffering that it brings, then head over to my website, Summer Tomato, and sign up for my weekly newsletter. When you sign up, you'll get a free starter kit that'll teach you the basics of how to start changing the way you think about food, health, and weight loss. 
You'll also get a free chapter from my book, Foodist, called The Myth of Willpower that explains the science behind why the no pain, no gain mantra of the weight loss industry is the absolute worst approach to getting healthy. So come over to Summer Tomato and sign up. We have a fantastic community and we would love, love, love to have you. Thanks for listening and I will see you next time.